Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to break down, like we do each and every week, we're going to break down the Thursday night preview, give you a little bit of the news and notes, some fantasy football start and sit, my bets of the week, and then we'll end the show with the movie corner. As always, I'm joined by my partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you today, sir? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, excited for uh, another week of football. Tonight's game actually might be pretty decent with the undefeated uh, Dolphins and their uh, superstar quarterback to a tag of Wailoa. Your personal favorite. The Tennessee Titans and then Tua among your football loves. Look, you know, you worry about your struggling puttering offense. That's th- luckily 11 or two and one right now. The, these did has Hackett set football back 10 years in the offensive side of football in Denver? Uh, or, or has my first question is this obviously, just the, the, as a Broncos fan, on a scale of one to 10, how alarmed are you by this offense? Well, the first two weeks, there were a lot of stupid penalties, like delay of game and things like that. That that definitely got cleaned up in week three, and I think uh, they made a hire to help that. I didn't think the play calling was that bad in week three. Um, there were There's always going to be plays that you question. But the play calling didn't give Melvin Gordon Kenny Pickett's tiny hands where he puts the ball on the ground every 10 seconds, nor did it compel Jerry Judy to drop passes. You know, Russ missed one on a third down where Judy was open. That would have been, that was kind of a bummer, but I like what he's got going with Cortland Sutton. The, the biggest frustration for me, and it's a frustration for many of these teams in the modern running back era is you have Javante Williams out there killing it, carrying people, pounding it down, and they continue to split carries. But I'm not the only team that's kind of struggling with that. I think there were a couple of big plays that were just some narrow misses, uh, and they're starting to get some things together. Russ has been a slow starter. Um, We tend to think about when Peyton Manning came to Denver, all the records and and everything. But the first three games when Manning came to Denver, they were one and two. And I remember a Monday night football game against Atlanta that they lost where they could not get the offense going in week three. And I thought this was a colossal mistake. And all of a sudden, Broncos go 13-3 and that year. And they put it together. I think we've seen, I've made this argument for a couple of different teams. New coach, new system, new quarterback, didn't play a lick in the preseason. Is it that shocking that the first three games it's taking them some time to figure things out and get on track? We haven't seen the best out of the Rams these first three weeks. We have seen some 
really erratic offensive schemes from the Packers these first three weeks. And those are teams where the coach, the system, and pieces stayed relatively in place. There are a bunch of teams that decided it wasn't important to play at all in the preseason, and we've had some very grim results from that. Yeah, the Packers are like the the Packers of all teams. You lose your best weapon, your number one receiver, your best player on your team, and yet you should have really had and you replace him with rookies. You know what I mean? Like this is a this is really I mean Sammy Watkins, but obviously now he's hit the you know the IR, and of course he's got a rap of war with Randall Cobb, but Randall Cobb's like ninety two years old. You know what I mean? He's not stretching the field by any stretch of the imagination. So getting these guys, you know reps in live football with Aaron Rodgers were very pivotal, and they just never did it. Um, but with that being said, we're going to drop into some news and notes. Big news out of New England this week. Mac Jones is hurt, and he's out. Um, the ETA right now is not. Well, Belichick refuses to say he's. Well, I. The same way he refuses to name an offensive coordinator. <laughs> I mean, Belichick might name Tom Brady at starting quarterback this week just to be, you know, an asshole. You know what I'm saying? But Mac Jones looks to be out this week. Um, I'll tell you what, it couldn't have, it couldn't come for a better time for like the Green Bay Packers who are puttering right now on their side of things. But I'm sorry, but Mac Jones is a lot more scary to play than Brian Hoyer. So. I don't have a whole yeah. lot of faith. Bailey Zappi. Yeah, or, yeah, whoever. Yeah. Well, they did draft him rather high, so I don't know. He might come in there and be the be-all, end-all. But, um, you know, I this offense hasn't been great the first two weeks of the season. I don't feel like they've – I don't know what they're doing exactly. Like, I really feel like their strong suit is running the football. And, obviously, they're getting behind early in some of these games, so you take that running game away. I don't feel like they're doing enough job to set – Mac Jones up for success, which has really been something that they got, something they did very well last year, right? You know what I mean? They did that very well last year. You know, their running game is is not terrible this year. I mean, you've got Harris is averaging 4.6, Stevenson's averaging five, five yards of carry, but Mac Jones, you know, he does have the five turnovers, which is a little bit worrisome, but, you know, he had, th- you know, three of those against the, the Ravens, but the way this team's supposed to be built, they're supposed to be built to be ground and pound, which follows with Mac Jones coming off the play action or something like that. When that's not happening and you get behind fast, Mac Jones is forcing some balls. And then, of course, you know, what happened last week happens. You know what I mean? So it, it's – I don't think it's all on Mac Jones. I do think that he's making a few bowheaded mistakes. But if you're making Mac Jones throw the ball 30-plus times coming from behind, I think you're, you're bound to get what you get from him, what we did last week. So – what are your thoughts on the uh, New England Patriots? Well, you know, probably almost as worrying or more worrying is if they're missing Jacoby Myers again because he's probably their steadiest and best wide receiver. But you hit the nail on the head. Joe Judge and Matt Patricia are not the offensive dream team. Um, you know, I saw that meme I sent you last night where yeah. Belichick didn't get an offensive coordinator because he knew McDaniels would be back in a few weeks and maybe – you know, maybe there's some truth to that, but I, you know, I just think their scheme they think can overcome everything. Um, Mac Jones is a young, developing player that needs needs some more. Uh, and yeah. you know, they spent millions upon millions of dollars to get Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith, and they are basically not featuring either one of them at all now. Devonte Parker had one good game in three. 
Nelson Aguilar had one good game in three. I don't know what the identity for this offense is in any way, shape, or form. I don't even know if I truly consider them a ground and pound because they've been a running back group that they like to use three to four running backs a game. That's not really your, you know, your traditional ground and pound would be you have a feature back and you're driving them into the ground would be a Tennessee style. Hey, I have Derrick Henry. Good, good luck trying to stop him. They, you know, for fantasy, it's not great, but I think with, with Jones out, I'd be loath to really have to play anyone above a desperation flex. Yeah, really. It's, it's, it's troubling there. And speaking of trouble, obviously, you know, the bad weather down in the Florida area, which we both obviously hope everybody, you know, uh, gets help and, and I hope that, you know, houses are not as bad. I mean, the weather's terrible down there. Just, you know, sending thoughts and prayers to everybody down in the Florida area that's having to deal with this weather. But obviously there hasn't, I don't know if I've missed it or not, but there hasn't been anything official about the Tampa Bay game quite yet. I know there's rumors so, that it's supposed to be moving to Minnesota, but well, that so the NFL has said if it has to move, it will be played in Minneapolis, um, which will be kind of a, an interesting situation, semi-neutral site. The NFL also removed its deadline to make a decision. I think they're waiting to assess. If you saw, the hurricane was horrendous when it hit, but it slid a little bit. Uh, and really, you know, prayers up for the people of Fort Myers. Um, that looked pretty terrible i looked at some of the some of the videos also as a film fan i couldn't help but feel the sharknado vibes with those videos of the sharks swimming on the streets in fort myers all i needed was a little iron zaring on the ground there and it would have been perfect but for the game you know i think tampa bay um the part that made me laugh the most was the way that got reported that the buccaneers moved the players and allowed them to take their families with them down to miami i'm like allowed them to take their families good luck telling those guys they couldn't take their families what a choice of uh, a phrase but they've been down there in miami practicing i think the bigger issue for tampa bay is getting some health on the wide receiver front it looks like godwin has a chance to play it looks like julio has a chance to play mike evans back from suspension all those are going to mean much better things i think kansas city comes in a little bit angry and hyped up um we will get to more of my thoughts on that game that's our sunday night game um but i think both those teams are going to be fine a lot of veterans on tampa bay they can make the flex uh, yeah, I just saw a tweet here from the uh, mayor of Tampa about an hour ago. He says, we're doing our best to keep the Buccaneers game here Sunday. I assured the NFL that the only disturbance here Sunday is when the Bucks kick gas. I'll, I'll, uh, well, I'll. Uh, oh, that sounds like Florida putting the needs of the people above, uh, above all else. Yeah. With that being said, <laughs> with that being said we're going to transition Did Ron over. DeSantis send that text out? Are we sure? <laughs> Oh, we're moving to Thursday night football. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> we're moving to the game of the other Floridian team that we talked about a little bit earlier, the Dolphins versus the Bengals. The Dolphins head into this game, the big 3-0. and I just want to mention this about week three. I really feel like that game was more of a the Bills lost it versus the Dolphins won. If you watch that game, I personally felt like that. The, the, the Bills made several bonehead mistakes, which is something that you get from Allen, right? I love Allen. His his progression over the last few years has made me a believer after years of not being a believer. Um, he's really impressed me. But there is times where you're going to see that version of Josh Allen. And sometimes it happens 
in the most inopportune times. Now, obviously, thankfully, it's week three of the season. You're a two and one. You're still looking okay. But with that being said, it is a division loss. But I will say that the Dolphins have been somewhat impressive. Um, but at the same time, the last two weeks, they've had a lot of luck on their side. And I'm sorry, luck is – I mean, that comeback against Baltimore should have never happened. I mean, it, it just – Baltimore hasn't had a secondary in three years. Exactly. So there's that as well. I just don't know how you blow a 35-7 point lead. I still don't understand that one. But I really John feel like – I was channeling his brother for, for a half. I really do feel like Buffalo lost that game. But with that being said, we're going to move on to week four. They're at Cincinnati, a team that is still – trying to find a way not to get their quarterback killed. Um, they did have a season low two sacks last week um, after back-to-back weeks of six-plus, but uh, they did face the Jets. But we're finding a, 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 a Bengals team that, that needs a win. They need a win here. I mean, uh, falling to one and three, understand whatever that division looks like, um, as crazy as it sounds, the way the division's falling, a Watson return really sets the Browns up for a run. They're a minute and 44 of bad football away from being 3-0. and I think they're going to be 3-1 and by the end of the weekend. Yeah, it, yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's interesting to see the, the Browns kind of do what they need to do. Like we talked about, if the Browns play competent football for the first nine weeks of the season, the Browns could easily win this division because you have a Ravens team can't play defense, right? You know what I mean? They're going to win football games, but – you have a Ravens team that might be on the verge of being two and two after this weekend, right? So then you have the Pittsburgh Steelers who just can't win footballs, who will lose Sunday. Don't care what anybody says. Spoiler alert. I do think they're going to lose Sunday to the Jets with Zach, Zachy, Zachy Wilson back in town. But with that being said, you have a wide range of things happening that even if the Browns are within one or two games of whoever's in first place, Watson is a a very good football player. So the Bengals can't far too, fall too far behind in these first nine because they might be left in the pack, you know, in the back half of this schedule. And we, I talked about this. I talked about the Bengals. I thought they were going to struggle. It's crazy that the amount of money they spent on this offensive line and are still struggling. You know what I mean? That to me is something that's, that's quite alarming, uh, you know, in the big picture of thinking here, I think they need to kind of focus on running the ball a little bit more as well. I know the line sucks, but I don't feel like they're they're getting Mixon involved as much as they should. He's still getting his carries. He's still getting the ball. Mixon's a little – you just have to be able to run the ball in order to take some pressure off of, of, of Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? I feel like you're making Joe Burrow do it all. Um, the Dolphins' defense has not been great. You know what I mean? They looked impressive a little bit last week, but like I said, they've been they've given up you know quite a few points in in the first couple games of the season. Obviously, thirty eight to Baltimore, New England game aside, but Buffalo moved the ball down the football field, which I don't see why the Bengals wouldn't have that same success. Um, but uh, I think two is going to play. It's leaning towards he's going to play. I don't know how he's going to play. I don't understand what, how he got put back in that game. That's one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. That was like. That's like uh, you're out partying. It's two in the morning and your buddy falls over and falls down just drunk. The smartest decision ever is to get back up, send him in an Uber and go home. But instead, you pack it up and you go to the next bar and you keep drinking. You know what I mean? It's it's just I don't know what's going on here. Um, can the Bengals get back on track with back-to-back wins? What do you think, Fox, about tonight's game? 
Yeah, so for Miami first, uh, both Tua and Waddle are questionable. Both are expected to play. Honestly, if Tua misses the game, that would be a little more concerning for me for the Miami offense. They have not gotten the running game going. I had said, talked about my sit being Chase Edmonds last week. I feel like the process was right. He had seven touches for 27 yards last week. Happened to get two one yard, fell into the end zone touchdowns that made him RB12. But they have not gotten production out of him or Raheem Mostert. That's probably the most surprising thing about the Mike McDaniel system. Teddy Bridgewater is the backup there. So if he comes in, you know, maybe Edmonds is a drop-off target. I would like Jalen Waddle and Mike Gusecki better than Tyreek Hill in a Teddy Bridgewater QB to offense. Um, I think it would be real bad luck for Miami if Waddle and Tua both miss because if you had to have one of the receivers miss um, – and the other one play with Teddy Bridgewater, Tyree Kill wouldn't be my choice because I don't think the skill set is great. They may do some more spectacular plays, you know, like end arounds and things because Tyreek is incredibly fast. But I think they both play, and that bodes well for Miami. You talked about Miami's defense. Their pass defense has shown some vulnerabilities. They allowed Josh Allen to throw for 300 yards. They allowed um, – Lamar Jackson to do quite a few things. Their rush defense has been incredible. Yeah. They smothered the Patriots running game. They decimated Baltimore's running game outside of Lamar Jackson running for his life. And they did the same to Buffalo. Buffalo could not get any ground game going. They had one good run. It was a 43-yard breakaway from from uh, Zach Moss. But outside of that, they couldn't get anything going. And they put a lot of pressure on Josh Allen and on Lamar. Those are things that bode incredibly poorly for Joe Burrow, who's not the runner that either of those two are and has offensive line issues of his own. You talked about the running game. I'm with you. It would help him to get it going. It's not been possible. They are averaging over 19 carries a game. So far, they have given 58 carries to Mixon. He has 163 total yards, 2.8 yards per carry. He is probably the one that has suffered the most from this porous offensive line that also is running into the strength of that Miami defense. I think what they have to do is try to get some quick passes and make the most That's what it's with Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Hayden Hurst. See, that's where you hit the nail on the head where I was going to say that they're, they're not like you have receivers that are able to make plays in space. You know what I mean? We talked, I talked last week about, something like the Titans. The Titans get the ball to Derrick Henry in space and see what happens. They did that. Five catches was just mowing people down. It's it's damn near impossible to tackle Derrick Henry in space. You know what I mean? Like once he gets moving, it's hard to – Jamar Chase is the same way. Now, obviously, a much smaller athlete, but his speed – do what the Dolphins are doing with Tua, with, with Tua and Tyreek and Waddle. Just get them the ball in their hands. Set up wide receiver screens. But more importantly, get the ball out of Joe's hands. You know what I mean? Get it out of his hands. And some of that is his, is his decision-making. Yep, uh, 100% agree with that as well. Steve Young was on PTI a couple weeks ago talking about having looked at the film of Burrow. And the thing that really stood out to him is Joe Burrow is his own worst enemy behind a porous offensive line, holding the ball too long, trying to make things happen. He's got to, you know, the line needs to get better, but he's also got to get better. We saw a little bit of that last week, but the Jets defensive front is a lot more imposing than the Jets defensive front right now. Totally agree. hundred percent. Totally agree. hundred percent. Now it's time to move to Mr. Matt's games of the week. 
All right, we have a packed early slate this week, including uh, it kicks off with London calling that first game of the day. The Vikings at the New Orleans Saints is in Wembley Stadium. That one's an early start, so be sure to check your lineups on Saturday night. The best of the early window, and there are some good games. I was tempted by Buffalo and the Ravens, but I'm going with the surprising matchup of the week. We would not have thought this in August, but it's the 2-1 and Jacksonville Jaguars, the first place Jacksonville Jaguars, against the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, one of only two undefeated teams in the NFL. Both these teams are going good. Both these quarterbacks look good. There's a little bit of a revenge narrative, I guess, if you want to buy into that with Doug Peterson, but the revenge narrative has been an overwhelming flop in 2022, so I'm not buying a lot into that. What I am buying into is the Trevor Lawrence has been averaging, uh, has five touchdowns, no interceptions, and has at least 72% completion percentage in both of his last two games. He has looked really good getting Christian Kirk involved. James Robinson looks like the outlier in recovering from an Achilles injury. He has been fantastic, had a breakaway 50-yard touchdown last week. Jaguars coming off a 38-10 thrashing of the Chargers in Los Angeles. The Eagles have been just as impressive. Jalen Hurts looks like the real deal. He's getting Devonta Smith involved. He's getting A.J. Brown involved. He's getting Goddard involved. He's even getting Miles Sanders involved. Who would have thought if you give Miles Sanders the ball, he actually does something. Way to go, Nick Sirianni. Uh, I think this one could end up being the game of the day. I'm hoping it's going to be high scoring and a lot of fun. The late window on Sunday is not very good. There are only three games. None of them are particularly exciting. The one I'm going to highlight here because I picked one of the other ones for my upset special is the Patriots at the Packers. The Patriots don't have a lot of offense, but they usually have some pretty good defense. The Packers have been struggling to find offensive identity. They won last week in Tampa Bay, but they put up 14 first half points and couldn't make a lot happen after that. The Sunday night game is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We mentioned it's either going to be in Tampa Bay or Minneapolis. We don't know when the decision will be made, but they will probably make that, I would guess, by early Saturday morning so everybody can get into place. I think it's going to be a fun game. You know, the Chiefs are coming off of a surprising loss to the Colts. The Buccaneers came up short and looked old on offense against the Packers last week. I think both of these teams want to do better. It looks like the Buccaneers are getting healthy. Could have all three of their top receivers back, along with Russell Gage and Leonard Fournette. I'm hoping for a little more offensive fireworks. And then my upset special, the Raiders are the only 0-3 team in the league, and yet somehow they are favored at home. You know how I feel about Josh McDaniels. If you spent any time listening to me, I am not a fan. The Broncos are 2-1. and one. I know their offense hasn't looked good, but you know what? They might not need offense to return touchdowns for t- interceptions for touchdowns in Las Vegas. I'm going with the Broncos, who are surprisingly underdogs. Hey, I was all over the Broncos last week, and you know what? I was right. I, you know, We'll talk a little bit later about my bets, but – it was the underdog special. I like some of the games of the week. Um, We're going to really have our third ever 11 to 10 finish in the NFL. Jesus. God, what else? Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Awful game. Time to move over to start and sit. If I can find the button. We got a jam. We got a jam in between the start and sit there. All right, folks, we're going to be, we're back with another 
uh, segment here with our start and sit where Fox and I talk about our weekly starts and sit. And you know what? I'm going to kick this off because I'm excited about one quarterback that I'm going to mention that I feel like has that QB1 upside for this week that's going to be absolutely bonkers, absolutely crazy. And I'm going to say it. And I don't really care what anybody says about it. I'm talking about Zach motherfucking Wilson, baby. I'm starting Wilson this week. Look, I'm telling you, there is a lot of guys that I was, I was looking at this thing and I was like, all right. How crazy do I want to get this week? I'm going to get really crazy. I just love Zach Wilson. I like the matchup. I understand they're facing the Steelers and blah, blah, blah. And the Steelers are great on defense. I don't really care. I'm defying all the odds this week. And I'm telling you to put Zach Wilson in the lineup. And he's going to thrive. This offense is going to be even better. You saw what Joe Flacco did with his offense. I think Zach Wilson's at least better than Joe Flacco. I hope. I think. I don't even know anymore. But give me Zach Wilson. Alexander Matson. Uh, at the running back position. I know Cook is might play, will play, possibly play. I don't really care. Matson, I think, is going to be in there. I like to see him play. Chris Olive is another one who thrived last week against, um, you know, he playing last week because of the injuries and kind of the banged up between Mike Thomas and Landry. This wide receiving class for 2022 is really returning a lot on their numbers right now. And I like Logan Thomas again. I liked him last week and it's been whatever, but. I'm just going to ride low. I think Logan Thomas is going to be my start every week until he hits, and then I'll move on to somebody else. But what about you, Fox? Yeah, so for my starts, uh, I'm going with Trevor Lawrence. I mentioned he's been on fire the last two games. He's QB 10 on the season. He really seems to have found something uh, with Doug Peterson. I think he's in for another good game. The Atlanta Falcons are not a good team per se, but they are a hell of fun team to watch, especially if you have fans of football rooting interests. I have two players out of the Falcons that I have in my starts this week. The first of them is Cordero Patterson. He's my running back start. He is – Top top 10 this year so far. I have him running back six in my rankings. I think he is going to eat uh, against the Cleveland Browns. I think that game is actually going to be fun to watch the same way Seattle and Atlanta was fun to watch. Not that you that has a huge impact on your football life, but hey, sometimes it's just fun to watch offenses go out there and sling it. My wide receiver start, Demonta Smith. Uh, we have seen through three weeks that Jeff Okuda is the real deal. Jeff Okuda was the man that held Demonta Smith without a catch in week one. Since then, Devonta Smith has exploded. He led them in targets last week. He has been in a real groove. He's wide receiver 18 on the season, despite putting up a goose egg in week one. I am starting that man with confidence. And my tight end start is Kyle Pitts. Rumors of his demise or ineffectiveness or bustiness uh, were greatly exaggerated last week. They made a point to get him involved. And you know who doesn't guard the tight end well? That would be the Cleveland Browns. You know, it's also incredibly that it surprises me that we – that folks in the fantasy football world write off people after two weeks. What? They don't do that. Come on, quit lying, Matt. Come on, man. What about your sits for the week? Uh, So my sit, quarterback, Justin Fields. I liked the uh, potential. I liked the talent when he was coming out, but we just haven't seen it develop into anything. He's only attempted 45 passes and completed 23 in three games. That's 15 attempts per game, completing just over 50%. 297 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions total. He's also only had 95 yards rushing in three games. So you're getting less than 100 yards passing. I'm not sure that changes demonstrably against the Giants, which can we reflect for a minute. The worst matchup of two and one teams in the history of time is this Chicago Bears against this New York Giants. But I'm just staying away from Justin Fields. He's QB 
30 on the season or QB. Yeah, yeah, he's QB 30 on the season. So he's barely not really a consideration. Superflex, definitely not a 12, 12 option. My running back sit is Darrell Henderson Jr. I know a lot has been made of Cam Akers and the goose egg that he put up in week one, but he has steadily increased his production. And it seems like Sean McVay really wants to get him involved. Henderson health has been an issue. A lot of his career health isn't the issue right now, but he's had 47 or fewer rushing yards in each game of the season. Hasn't had a reception since week one. He is only RB 41 on the season. I don't see a reason based on his volume and production to make him a reliable play in your lineup. My other uh, wide receiver sit is also from the Rams. It's Allen Robinson. I wanted Robinson to be great. I thought he was a great fit with the Rams. I was excited to see him play with a real quarterback. He's seen 12 targets catching seven passes for 88 yards in the touchdown in three seasons. He's wide receiver 69 on the season, which is nice. Uh, but he has just 1.1 more fantasy points than his teammate Ben Skoranek, the great Ben Skoranek, who is wide receiver 70. For now, Robinson's on my bench. I hope he turns around, but not a reliable play. And my tight end sit, this might be a little bit of a surprise for some, is Dawson Knox of the Buffalo Bills. I like Dawson Knox. I liked what Dawson Knox did in 2021. I was excited to see it continue in 2022. The Bills' offense is red hot, but Knox hasn't been a consistent part of it. He's tight end 24 on the season. He has less than 75 receiving yards total in three games. That's not the kind of production I'm looking for. Um, he just hasn't gotten consistent enough volume for me to feel good about rolling him out there. Yeah, that makes me sad. I've got a lot of Dawson Knox, so <laughs> it's it's broken my especially with – you know, the offense, the way they moved this year, I figured that he might slide into that easily, into the maybe that tied for number two slot into the offense. And he just, it's just not been non-existent for the most part. Um, with that being said, my sits of the week, I'm going back to Russell Wilson sitting this week. I really agree with you. I think this could be very, I think that it's going to go one of two ways. It's going to be a low scoring close game or the Broncos are going to blow them out because of what their defense is able to do with them. So Russell Wilson might not have to do a lot to this team. Um, my sit for the running back this week is James Robinson. I think that this is going to be a high-scoring game, and because and the, and the Eagles' defense is good on, you know, they've been pretty good there running the ball. But at the same time, I just feel like it's going to be a high-scoring game. We're going to see a lot more ETN out of them. Deontay Johnson's my sit at the wide receiver position. I, I, I this Steelers team outside of Najee and Najee hasn't been great, and that's not his fault really. Like I, I just he's another one that I don't understand why he doesn't have three or four targets a game. It would only make sense to get the best player on your team the ball consistently. I don't think they're setting Mitchell Trubisky up for a lot of success either, which he's not a quarterback that can throw 50 times a game. But if you can't run the ball, you're not going to be able to do anything with Trubisky. So I don't like Deontay Johnson. I, I don't really like the, the Steelers at all. And I think that the, we could finally see, you know, Kenny Pickett. That'd be really cool. I love Kenny Pickett. I don't really love Kenny Pickett. I just want to see Kenny Pickett so that we can see what we can get out of Kenny Pickett. But um, those are my start, my sets to the week. Tight end, I really don't care because the position sucks. I just wanted to abolish him. I want that to be next after defenses. I think you should just muster up the tight end and put him with the wide receiver position. I don't even know. Or flex position. I don't care anymore. Well, it is really hard to pick starts, I think, in tight end because there's probably only like five or six guys that mm -hmm. you're ever going to feel rock solid about starting every week. Yeah. Sits are easier to find because you can find a guy that people trust that maybe you're not feeling. But just about the time I say – you know, Dawson Ox probably have like 900 yards and seven touchdowns this week. He'll just be like, he'll have a Matt Fox's picture on one glove and flashing the two fingers as he goes by. Absolutely, folks. Let's transition into our final sports segment or football segment of the show. My best of the week. 
If you've been following along all week, you have seen me on Twitter ranting and raving about my glorious 4-0 victory last week. Clean sweep for all of my bets. Fox even doubted some of my picks last week. I remember him saying it. He doubted them. But every single one came to fruition. Why? Because I am brilliant. I'm not really, but you know what I mean? I'm not going to not come on the show and brag about going 4-0. Recap last week. I had the Texans plus three and a half. That fit bought, bought it perfectly well for me. I had um, the Rams pl- uh, minus three. I had the Broncos um, plus three, I think it was. And then, of course, I had the Cowboys as well. So I cleaned the sweep last week. Beautiful, which means only one thing. I'm going to go 0-4 this week more than likely. But on the season for my picks, Six, three, and one. Can't be too mad about that. Week one, two, oh, and one. Week two, oh, and three. Week three, oh, or four, and oh. So we're damned and determined to go oh, and four this week if it tracks right, folks. But first up, I talked about a little bit earlier. I am on the JET Jets, 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 Jets this week. I got the Jets plus three and a half at minus 115 over the Steelers. One tidbit on this one outside of Zach Wilson coming back. Yeah, the Steelers who have failed to cover the spread in nine of their last 10 games. They've been favorite. I like the Jets. They've been playing well. And with Wilson back in the fold, I think that he can really get this offense going. My other pick of the week, the Monday night football game. I like the Los Angeles Rams Monday night over the 49ers. The 49ers are favored by at home. Obviously, they are the home team there. They're minus, uh, minus one and a half point favorites. I like the Rams plus three. I just like the Rams team. I think that they're slowly going to start getting things together. And I really don't think this 49ers team can score deep, score points on defense. This has all the signs of being a close, low-scoring game. But, folks, I'm telling you, I think the Rams win this one by double digits. My other game of the week, my other favorite team that Matthew Fox likes to say that is my favorite team, that's the Tennessee Titans. Um the first two out of th- two out of the first three games of the year, they have won the first half. For some reason, the Colts are heavy favorites in this game as far as halves go. I like the Titans plus four in the first half. These fi- these games are always dogfights between these two teams. I like a low scoring game here as well. And with that being said, I think that it's that low scoring to give me the Titans plus four at the half. My stone cold lock of the week. I'm sorry, Mr. Brady. I love you, but uh, give me the Chiefs over the Bucks this week. Um, the biggest thing that I, the biggest reason why I feel like this game is 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 leaning towards the Chiefs for sure winning. Obviously, was just the loss to the Colts. That bounce back game this week for the Chiefs. They got something to prove. The team can't go fall fall down to two and two. The Bucks they could go two and two, and they still could win the division by winning six games because that's how bad this division is that they're in right now. But I like the Chiefs. I like what they're doing. They're spreading out the ball. I look at the Colts game as a blip on the radar. There's some miscommunication there. I, I I feel like they got away from what what success they had in the first two weeks, and they kind of took a step back against the Colts. And I don't I don't think the Colts were as bad as as they played in the prior two weeks either. I just think that it's going to take them some time to form, you know fall into line and form the offense. But give me the Chiefs over the Bucks. So quick recap. Titans plus four and a four uh, first half. The Chiefs money line over the Bucks. Give me the Jets plus three and a half over the Steelers. Rams plus three versus the 49ers. Did I say Jets plus three and a half over the Steelers? Rams plus three over the 49ers. Um, Fox, I'm going to put you on the table here. What do you think of my picks this week? 
I, I think I took the Jets and the points. I still think the Steelers probably win. I just don't feel like they lose three games in a row. I'm also not as bullish on Zach Wilson as you. Um, I picked the Rams over the 49ers too. Last week uh, was not my week. I went 5-11 and 11 in picks, so that's probably why I, we, we were way off on – I yeah. every I call I called upsets, but I called every wrong upset. <laughs> yeah, that's that's hilarious to me. Yeah, I I um I feel pretty good about the picks this week, which means it's going to go the complete opposite of what I wanted to. You know what I mean? That's just how it typically normally is. I'm feeling really good about some of these. Um, it's been weird seeing some of these lines and and being able to get the defending Super Bowl champions at plus three at good money is is surprising to me. I really do. I'm I'm taking a risk on the Jets. I it's really because wanted... they haven't done well against the 49ers for sure, for sure. Few years, and they haven't looked particularly great, but the 49ers don't look very good either. No, they, they no, not at all. And that's the thing that I think that that um, the pass rush has been pretty good for the Rams, regardless of how the rest of the team has kind of looked. And I, I like the Rams this week. Like I said, I, I like the Rams by double digits this week. I really do. And and for me, it's just the Jets game. I tell you what, if the game moves to Minnesota, I think the Chiefs might beat the Bucks by double digits too. I just think well, that that. that and see, that's when I'm with you about the the Chiefs. If the Chiefs were three and zero and hadn't dropped that odd game yep. to the Colts, I might yep. actually have gone in on yep. Tampa Bay getting the win. Yeah. But a the Chiefs rarely lose back to backs. Is that was it? Was that was that Mahomes' first loss in September? I don't know. I, I thought, thought I thought it. It was it was shocking. Just about the time you give up the NFC South for dead, all of all three of their teams came out and like hip checked. A- a- AFC West teams. I'll tell you what. I'm crazy for saying this, and I mentioned this yesterday on the podcast, but do not be surprised if the Jaguars beat the Eagles this week. Doug Peterson, revenge week. I like the Jaguar. I like the money. I, I'm don't too, lean I, into the revenge thing. The revenge thing is over a million this season. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to lean into it. I'm leaning into the revenge yeah. factor. I like Doug Peterson. I think that this offense has looked a lot better than anybody expected them to. I do think they have weapons, and I do think they have the capability of beating this team. I don't – I'm not – it's obvious, as you saw, it's not on my list this week. I will say this, and I said this yesterday on the show, I have money – on the Jaguars to win that game, but I'm not making it an official play. So I'm also I really like them in like teasers because you can get the Jaguars at at uh, plus twelve and a half, plus thirteen and a half if you match it up with some of these other games. Like I could do a teaser with the Jets, Rams, Jaguars, and just kind of stretch that out. And you can get the Jaguars at like fourteen. You get the Jets at plus ten. You can get the Rams at about minus uh, plus nine or about eight or nine, like that's a pretty good parlay right there. And you can get plus money on that. But with that being said, for those of you listening for just the sports part of the show, we appreciate you. For those of you who stick around for the movie corner, let's go ahead and dive in. This weekend, we had Matthew Fox's favorite movie of 2022 released, and that was Blonde. Um, he was just so excited about this movie and he's so happy to talk about it on the show today. But, uh, for anybody listening to the show, don't watch blonde, please don't. It's terrible. It's awful. It's God awful. I hated it. It's, it's just an abysmal piece of film. Um, it's out on Netflix right now. If you really want to sit for, I don't know, three hours of just torture porn Fox. It was so bad. Um, <laughs> creatively um 
Mark Dominic's inter- Andrew Dominic's interviews have been Ugh. Uh, Ugh. really bad. And he's the one that made the assassination of Jesse James, right? Yeah. I I sort of like that movie, although I would cop to it being uh, incredibly weird um, and artsy. I think they were trying to go for weird and artsy, but this, it's too long. It's too graphic. I'd be surprised if they don't get sued by some of the real-life people for some of the depictions they did. I, if, if Marilyn Monroe family has an estate, they should too. Anna de Armas deserves better. Um, so does Marilyn Monroe. Anna de Armas now has been in two high-profile hideous films this year, Blonde and uh, Deepwater, um, which was deeply unsatisfying on every level. Um and the worst thing for Netflix is this is the second, this is a distant second uh, in releases they've even had midweek this week because Rob Zombie's The Monsters was a delight. I can't believe that. Of all people in the world that I thought would say I something. I can't that believe is... that either. I'm not a Rob Zombie filmmaker fan. Sherry Moon Zombie was incredible. I love that. I, I I'm excited about it now. It, it was fun. It was light. It was campy. I thought he was going to turn it into a horror movie. I was terrified. 20 minutes in, I was like, oh, I see what we're doing here. I, I can pick up what we're putting down. It was, I, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. That's crazy. I, I'm hoping to catch it this weekend because there's a laundry list of movies out this weekend, um, you know, starting at, you know, obviously we mentioned Blonde, we mentioned The Monsters. You have Hocus Pocus 2 dropping on Disney Plus, which I thought was incredible. I really thought it was fun. Did you watch it yet? No, uh, but on um, Saturday, Eric and I are going to do live at the movies. We're going to do Smile, Hocus Pocus, The Monsters, and each of us are going to look at a spooky movie from the past we like. So I'll be watching Hocus Pocus and Smile both tomorrow. I, I'm hoping to catch Smile. I don't know if I'm going to be able to yet or not. That's one that I've heard really good things about. Um, I've heard mixed things about it, but good things at the same time. Um, other things dropping this weekend. You have My Best Friend's Exorcism on Amazon Prime dropping tomorrow. Um, the Greatest Beer Run Ever is hitting Apple TV+, Plus, which I actually liked. It's not great. It's not anything other than just fine. I liked Efron in it. Um, I thought he's a lot of fun. I like Efron. I think that he's a decent actor that just doesn't get enough credit because of what he looks like. You know what I mean? He's just a good looking guy. I mean, he's a, you know, he is a good looking guy, but you know, another thing that I, I don't want to go um, under the radar is on the come up. I really like that one on Paramount plus. I had a big, I had a good time with that one. I know it came out last weekend, but I just want to highlight it again because it's a whole lot of fun. Um, let's see here. Is that everything I think that's coming out this weekend? I'm pretty positive. It is. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Nothing else came out in theaters this weekend, right? Well, I think a few things did. Let's see here. No, bro, oh, bros. Bros comes out. I really like bros. Bros, I like bros a lot. I thought that was a lot of fun. It's funny. It won't be for everyone, and that's perfectly fine. Um, I also saw Amsterdam, but I'm going to leave my comments about that to myself right now. Um, but overall, yeah, it's a, it's a jam-packed weekend. Lots of content across all streaming platforms, plus, you know, in theaters as well. There's some movies that are kind of still hanging out that are still in theaters that I think we both recommend, obviously leading off with the woman King. Um, yeah. Don't worry, darling, which is, was, which was a movie. Um, I, I, I want to see, I still haven't seen see how they run, which I kind of want to see because it looks like a cheeky uh-huh. good time, but I'll probably wait for Blu-ray or DVD or whatever. And then barbarian still out there, which I mean, we'll probably see less theaters just based on smile being released, but lots of stuff out there. 
please go to the movies, support movies, please support movies, please support movies, please support movies. Um, yeah, what you got anything? You got anything on TV that started this week that you liked? Fall season has begun on network television, and um, there's a reason network viewership is declining. What am I watching right now? Oh, House of Dragons. I didn't love this week's episode. Oof. I hated it, actually. That time jump. Uh, as I called it, it was House of the Midwife this week. Um, a fusion I love Olivia Cook. Midwife. I, had, I like her Olivia as an Cook. actress, but they, they've they made... I, they actually took... Not only did they change actresses, they took those two characters and, in my opinion, in episode six, made them insufferable. They made Damien emo, too, which is weird. That was a weird, insufferable timeline. There were too many births. There were too many people burning to death. There were too many. Also, Aegon got the worst character introduction, I think, the show's history. I, I was just like, it was a complete non sequitur to anything. I have questions, but at the same time, I don't want any answers. <laughs> this shows it's. I like it. I'm. I'm really liking it, but I'm not. I'm not really understanding what we're trying to do with this. With this time jump, especially if you knew you were going to get multiple seasons out of this show, I don't feel like the time jump was really necessary. You could have finished out this season, got what we needed out of these characters, and then moved on with our lives. But I, I'm just. I'm kind of lost for words with it, but I'm running with it just because um, I'm, I'm hooked. It's one of the only shows I've ever watched weekly. I've watched bits, bits and pieces, and I mean by bits and pieces, I mean bits and pieces. My wife's been watching it, but Jeffrey Dahmer show has been something. Um, Evan Peters is incredible, but all of the whatever is coming out of that movie, out of that series is weird. But with I thought. It's weird. I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. With that being said, we thank you guys for listening to the show this week. Uh, make sure to follow Matthew Fox on Twitter at Nighthawk7734. Follow myself at Ricky Blair underscore. Head over to the Music City Drive and check out all our latest articles, reviews, and content for the NFL season. It's been a fun one so far, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Titans. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.